When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. How's your fantasy football team doing? Well, if you need advice, we're here to give it for you each week. We're going to go ahead with another live show tomorrow, and we're looking forward to giving you the best advice you can get for NFL Week 8 coming up. So go ahead and check out Inside Sports Fantasy Football wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Joe Soros, Ox1947, right there for you at LakersBall.com. Of course, also as well, he owns a company that you need to support today if you live in the Southern California and you live right there and you need a new lawn transformed right before your very eyes. Go ahead and support Simblaze. Simblaze with a Y.com. Also as well, Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, he owes me a dinner. You know what, Laker Tom? Just go ahead and make sure you have a good evening with the missus. Go ahead and take care of her instead. Go ahead and check out what he has to say. You know he's depressed right now, but go ahead and hear what he has to say at Lakerholics.com. Plus your good friend Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Sweet. Go ahead and Mr. Five Things right there at Lakerholics.com. Empire Jeff TV, Lakers and Five, and John McCallion support those great channels. And speaking of supporting great YouTube channels, please go ahead and click on the Little Joe today on the right-hand corner of the screen right next to me so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, if you're on Facebook, like that page so you also get the latest notifications on when we go live and follow us there as well. Twitter, Twitch, doesn't matter where you're getting us, including Courtside Lakers as well. Big thank you to everyone that's supporting us on Courtside Lakers right there on Instagram. Go ahead and follow us there to get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. But also, Lakers Fast Break merchandise, it's in the description below. Go ahead and get your Lakers Fast Break merchandise today, and you'll be set for the season ahead. But the season started tonight, unfortunately, for the Lakers. It started on ring night for the Denver Nuggets. And after a 
Hot start by the Lakers. Denver quickly caught fire from long range and put the Lakers down by double digits early on. They kind of narrowed it down to, I believe, nine points at the half, but the Lakers fought back to within three points in the third quarter, but the Lakers' defense was the undoing today as Denver couldn't seemingly miss a shot. They did so well from the outside, shooting a blistering 52% overall, 41% from behind the arc, and the Denver Nuggets, unfortunately, pull away in the third and fourth quarter, late in the third and leading into the fourth, and then pulling away late in the game for a 119-107 victory. The big stars for the Lakers today, LeBron James, 10-16, 21 points and a plus seven. Anthony Davis, terrible in the second half, 17 points in the first half, eight rebounds, four assists, two block shots, but nothing he gave us in the second half. Torian Prince, 18 points, four of six from behind the arc. That's Torian Prince. D'Angelo Russell, four of 12, not a good shooting day after a great exhibition season, 11 points for him. Austin Reeves, four of 11 as well, eight rebounds and 14 points. Off the bench, Christian Wood, three of four, seven points. Rui Hashimura, three of 10, six points. Not a great start for him. A minus eight for Rui, plus two for Christian Wood. Cam Reddish was the talk of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break crew. Seven points plus seven, four rebounds. He got the notch ahead of Max Christie in the rotation after Max Christie was believed to be ahead of him. Cam Reddish got the call and played some pretty good defense at times, was one of the few to do so. Gabe Vincent struggled in his first outing with the Lakers, 0 of 4 for behind the arc and a minus 19 with only six points to add. And again, the Lakers lose 119 to 107. But here today to discuss the game, two great fellow Lakers fans indeed. They're my fellow panelists on the show. First one to hear, of course, he's the man behind Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. And of course, Lakers ball at, as Ox1947. It is, of course, Joe Soro and Joe. Great to have you here. Torian Prince, a bright light, a Cam Reddish. Gave some heart. Christian Wood gave some of those moments. But overall, my friend, it was a very disappointing start to the Lakers season. Denver showed that they have probably the best starting lineup in the NBA. Every single starter contributed. Every single starter hit big shots. Every single starter played over 30 minutes tonight, which if there's a silver lining in the Denver repeat path they're probably going to need some reinforcements off the bench because their bench was really not needed and their bench wasn't really used much because they didn't have to so to exploit denver you're going to have to either match their starters or have a better bench which the lakers did none of it's sad too because getting to three points i mean that's a pretty pretty favorable number after being down 18 in the first half the problem is your money players, and I'm not going to include LeBron James in this. I'm going to get to that last here. Your money players, your starters, whether they played well or not, they didn't play well enough to make a difference. So Torian Prince, unfortunately for Torian Prince, he, he actually played, the uh, I would say, the second best after uh, LeBron. He was a minus 14 
uh, while he was in there, but did shoot very well from three. I'm very encouraged in the fact that he's likely going to be that guy for us. Uh, Austin Reeves, uh, you know, Austin Reeves is likely going to play well all year. He's stable. We know what he's about. Problem is he didn't shoot very well tonight as well as D'Angelo Russell. And we just can't have that from our starting backcourt guys. It's, the difference is they're starting backcourt or hitting every shots. We're not. Uh, the biggest disappointment tonight, and I don't think anybody's going to argue against this, is, of course, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, while I know he got his third foul and he might have played a little hesitant, you got to be able to play with that. And he was pretty much invisible in the second half. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that he couldn't have just played a good game. He played a terrible game. He just needed to play a good game. D'Angelo Russell just needed to play a good game. Reeves needed to just play a good game. Prince played a good game. And, of course, LeBron James. This is probably where everyone's going to wonder why I'm not going to dog on Darvin Ham because I think that's the easiest thing. Darvin Ham did exactly what we discussed this summer. You know how many minutes LeBron James played tonight? What did I tell you guys during the summer, the number I wanted LeBron to play? You remember the exact number? 29. 29. Guess how many minutes he played tonight? 29. 29. And you know what his plus minus was? Uh, was it? Plus seven. Yeah. More than anyone tied with <laughs> Cam Reddish. So... The only issue I had with Darmanham tonight was not challenging that offensive, or I should say the defensive foul on Jamal Murray that was in an N1, when now, in case some of you don't know, there are two calls you can make now or reviews, not one anymore. I don't know why, and that would have been the first question I asked them if I was doing the post-game interview. Why didn't you call? Because, if anything, saving AD from getting the third foul would have been worth it. If it was the old rule from last year, I would have said, okay, I sort of get it. But you have two of them. You have two of them. Use it. Use it on that one. You save AD from getting that offensive uh, or that defensive foul. He was he was past the line, guys. They would, they would have won that challenge. And yep. then Jamal Murray would not have had a three-point play, which the dagger in that play, too, is he missed the free throw and some dumbski, I don't know who it was, ended up going over the, the line and they had to shoot it again. And of course he made it into a three point play on the second free throw. So it, it seemed like every, everything kept going that way. It looked like every team we played when we were winning championships. You remember how we were always getting that call. We were always making those shots. Well, Denver is in our spot. Now all those years, the Lakers were winning championships. That's what it feels like. And what about the, the calls? What about the calls? Do you? I can I, say okay. I can harp on the calls, and and some of them were absolutely terrible, mm -hmm. but the Lakers still should have could have won this game if they make shots that they're supposed to make. Even if they're making shots, you're missing point blank shots. They're wide open shots, and your your number one A didn't show up for an entire half. Just play good in the second half, and the Lakers probably win the game. I, it's 
it's tough. It's a t- it's it's tough to to really come out of a, a one game out of eighty two game season. But the thing is, what happened tonight happened six months ago. Why didn't it change? Why didn't the people who maybe learned something in, 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 get better? It's not like you can, let's say Gabe Vincent had a terrible game. Well, he's on a new team. You know, you can kind of point at some common sense there that he wasn't getting himself really in it yet, right? But where was D'Angelo Russell again? Why is it that Denver gives them the heebie-jeebies? Why is it that AD isn't showing up to these games against a uh, vertical-challenged Jokic when you are a freak athlete? If you're not going to score, if you're not going to be aggressive on the offensive end, then I want your, I can't say that word, I want your abdomen in his ass the entire game. Don't let him do anything. Do that. Go Dennis Rodman. Guard him. He shoots over you fine, but he's not going to make that shot because your wingspan is eight feet like this is the stuff that needs to be talked about tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Like, get it. Is, is it that hard, guys? Is it that hard to say those things to somebody like Anthony Davis? Maybe it is. Maybe Anthony Davis is hard-headed. Maybe maybe, maybe Darvin Ham has said it. But Darvin Ham utilized LeBron James as, as good as we need him to. He played a he played LeBron exactly how we need LeBron to play because we cannot worry about the battle right now. We have to win the war. The war is winning a championship. But guys, Laker role players, you need to wake the F up. Okay? Wake the F up. You guys got to fix this problem. You got to help LeBron like when he's not there. This is it's your time now. You guys got to make got to make way of this. Also here today, good man indeed. He's the madman Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to join us here today. He was obviously the best part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break coverage, along with Joe Soro, myself, and Laker Nick. It is Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. And we got a crowd here tonight. And welcome to the Lakers fast break. If you're watching us on Facebook, the over 60 Lakers Facebook groups, we truly appreciate it being part of what we're doing here at the Lakers fast break. YouTube, we're going strong as well. Please subscribe, like, whatever you can do to support us so you know when we go on the air after each and every Lakers game. But Magic Man, obviously not the way you want to start the season. That second half, the Lakers had whittled down the lead to, you know, three points. They looked like they were in range. They looked like they had all the momentum, but they just couldn't get the stops they needed. No, Gerald. Couldn't get the stops again. It's a bad taste in the mouth, again, for one, two, three, four, fifth straight game. At least this time, you out-rebounded them. You got to the line more than them, which was kind of, in and of itself, a small victory because the foul calls were leaning heavily towards the Nuggets in the first half. The Lakers couldn't couldn't catch uh, a break if uh, it fell on their head during the first half, Gerald. Um, then it continued on in the second half, just a lot of breakdowns and poor rotations. I'm not surprised at AD's performance, actually, considering the fact that 
Why can't people just admit that Jokic is a more physical player than AD? He's more physical than him. Yeah, AD may be athletic as hell and be able and be able to counter uh, Jokic when he's on the ground. But Gerald, Nikola Jokic is a big body that Anthony Davis can't handle. He can't handle him, man. I agree. I, it's just a very disappointing. And image. and and yep. you know, I understand. I understand. I understand where the idea comes from. Well, you know, in 2020, well, that was three years ago, and he's lost a lot of weight. He's put on a lot of muscle, and he's put on muscle in, in a lot of right places because there is very there are very few centers in the league that can that can match him physically, Gerald. Very mm-hmm. few. Sabonis, Stephen Adams, who's not going to play, Jonas Valanciunas. But there are very few players who are as physical as him and can match, and nobody can match the skill. So it takes five guys out there, and he cooked us to death again. I mean, we were the Christmas goose for the fifth straight game with this guy. Um, as As far as the... I would have loved to see uh, Austin Reeves in the game a little longer uh, than Gabe Vincent. But, you know, uh, Ham wanted to give Vincent a long look. Uh, I really hope that uh, the effort changes defensively because if you play like this, I don't care if Bradley Beal isn't playing. The Suns are going to kick our ass. Well, again, like you said, the defense has to go ahead and shape out a lot better than, than what we saw. So definitely have to uh, take a look at that indeed. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you joining us. Unfortunately, the Lakers in their season opener lose to Denver, 119-107. to Joe, let's bring you back in. Uh, before we go back into what went wrong with the Lakers, let's talk about some of the things that went right as far as surprise. Cam Reddish 
uh, as the fourth backcourt guard uh, ahead of Max Christie. Max Christie out of the rotation, as we called it right here on the show. Uh, sorry, and all apologies to Rodell, but thank you again for responding to us at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. We had a feeling he had played his way out of the rotation. It looks like that's the case, at least for the first game this season. Your thoughts on Cam Reddish with the surprise call-up uh, played somewhat effectively, especially on the defensive end. One of the few bright lights on the defensive end, his switchability obviously makes him very uh, acceptable if he's playing hard defense. Offensively, still a shaky, especially from the outside, Joe. But let's start the positives with Cam Reddish tonight. Well, like like when you go bowling, and I've used this analogy before, you, you tend to play better when you have better players around you. And uh, it looks like, at least for tonight, Cam Reddish was effective uh, in terms of the role that he played. He matched LeBron in terms of plus-minus tonight, uh, played 18 minutes. I I would say that's a pretty good number of minutes. I, I if if Reddish continues to be valuable at that at this clip, he could I could see him playing 18 minutes a game, especially when Rui isn't playing well or if Russell's struggling or someone gets into foul trouble. Unfortunately, it's it's just his his game is not enough to tip the scales. The Lakers need Russell's game. They need Reeves's game. They need Rui's game uh, to, and, and unfortunately Rui, I, I know Rui didn't have a good game tonight, but he was playing Jokic pretty well. I don't know why they took him. I don't know why Ham took him off Jokic, probably because they were getting tired of getting um, uh, scored on at will. And that's the thing that you also have to factor in, you know, Jokic plays. I, I, I'm starting to think that Jokic has mastered the decoy. He's probably the greatest in-game decoy I've seen in the last decade. He's Joe, a problem. Go ahead. Joe, I, yeah, no, I agree, I agree with you. But re, do, do you remember about, uh, about six to eight months ago, of the panelists, you were the most skeptical of the Joker because you said you didn't think he was a top 10 center all time. Have you changed your mind? When you look at the list of centers in the NBA, in NBA history, it's very difficult to say until his career is over. It's just difficult, guys. I I don't, especially when you factor. But in you're air- you're you're talking you're talking about him as if he's like a master, right? Like a master. He, he's so become- if you are a master, that means that you're one of the legends of the legends i i can't i can't say that right now no there's too many centers that are that were ridiculously great i can't say that right now but what one thing i am noticing is he has uh, a very i don't know he I has don't a like, very weird he's a very weird correlation with larry bird he's got this he's a he's like a a, a step ahead of everybody he's like the larry bird of centers that's the that's my analysis on Jokic at this point whether he, he becomes a top 10 center, guys, come on. I mean, Sean, you should know better than this. I mean, are you saying that he's better than Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Olajuwon, Kareem, or or Wilt, Bill Russell? I mean, I, 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 if, I, if I sit the, the first 10 that I know, it's hard right now. I need to see his career finish. He's He can get there, but I can't say that. Shaq, 
I mean, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo. No, no, I, I, well, I, 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 I didn't. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. That's all, because you were at. You were very adamant. You were very adamant in the summer. You kind of changed your mind a little bit. I wouldn't say I changed my mind, but I did. I am realizing that he's his game is it's just cerebral. It's he's a step ahead of everybody. His mental game is what's advanced. He's Larry Bird at the center position. He's Larry Bird at the center position at this at this point in his career. And if he continues to do that, when you when you look at pure skill, he's he's top five. Top five as far as skill goes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm. I'm tired of that discussion. I'm not. No, I know, tire, I, yeah, know I'm tired tired, I know you're tired. I know you're tired of Anthony it, but Davis. What, what should, God, but, Anthony Davis should give that guy problems, and I'm not gonna veer off that. I disagree. And he should give him problems. He's got the athleticism. He's got the talent to do it. Doesn't make any sense to me. I also here today, a great person indeed. You, all the way, all the way from the Philippines. It is Zangerstein. Zangerstein, great to have you here. We're getting uh, participation from all around the world. Venezuela with Pinto. Hola, Pinto. Hopefully everything is well. Uh, you're asking for a third star for the Lakers. Uh, truly appreciate your your input on that. Maybe they need to go out later this year. We'll see if that happens. But Zangerstein uh, is here. Zangerstein. Tell us your thoughts on the game and what uh, what you liked and didn't like so far this evening. First, I had to first I had to um wait. Okay, uh, Zangerstein, you still there? I guess yeah. not. Yeah, sorry, go. sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, okay, so I I just had to comment on what um Sean is actually pointing out. I actually disagree that AD can match with Jokic. I think he can match with him offensively, but not defensively. Because Jokic is a big dude with a low center of gravity, meaning that it he is he is like Shaq. He is harder to push around. And AD is a tall, lanky dude that is so athletic, but at the same time, he doesn't he has a higher center of gravity, meaning that if you bump AD on that hip, he's going to be thrown off. This is not because of like AD soft or anything. This is just physics. In physics, if you have a lower center of gravity, you're harder to move. But if you have a higher center of gravity, you're easier to move. That's what happened between these two guys. That's why if you ask me, who is the better defender against Jokic, it's LeBron. Because LeBron can push Jokic this dislodge his center of gravity. He can push him. If you watch the Western Conference Finals, you can see that when LeBron is on Jokic, Jokic is, knows that he cannot move LeBron. Unlike when he is pushing AD around. That's a fact. It is not because AD is soft. He is a, a perimeter defender. He is more like a perimeter defender. He is not a post defender. Th those are two different skills. 
And those are two different skills that can be done with two different physiques. If you see the post defenders in history of the NBA, for example, Shaq. Shaq is not a good perimeter defender, but he is a good post defender. The other one is Kareem. Kareem, I'm slightly off Kareem because those those two teams, the Lakers and the Boston Celtics, between those two teams, I think Kareem is more actually lean on the perimeter. But, but than... getting back to tonight's game, Z. But anyway, Yes. Anyway, that, that's just my thoughts. Anyway, on the game tonight, I see that in the first half, they are letting AD cook Jokic on the perimeter by driving through him because you can drive through uh, uh, Jokic that way. But in the second half, they didn't do it. I don't understand why they didn't do it. I think it's because they wanted the guards to kind of came alive or anything like that, but mm. they didn't do it. So for me, you, our guards are skilled guards. And I think, for example, um, Austin, he has like, what, two three-point shots, right? I think he only had two. He only take like three or four shots at the three-point uh, three line. Um, I think when Reeves drives he needs two more steps inside he needs to get to the rim because if you saw both Dilo and Reeves they stopped on the middle they wanted to like put the guards on their back you can't do that against Denver Denver is are big they have big guards they have like thick guards so you can't do that against them you need to like force your way into the bucket. That's why if you see LeBron is the only one actually that can punch. There's a difference between punching the defense uh, um, and just touching the paint. You need to punch the defense in order for you to get the shot, uh, create a shot makers open like in the first, although in the first half, I think Dilo played well, but because of his lanky style of offense, it wasn't forceful. He wasn't getting the calls. So it was like a soft kind of drive. So he wasn't getting the calls that way. I think uh, he needs to, to be more forceful, but it's Dilo. Um, the second thing that I noticed is Cam Reddish can guard Jamal Murray. That's weird. It's weird to say, but he can. Well, he also he showed that good... he was very effective against Damian Lillard in the exhibition season. He's very yeah, switchable yeah. on defense. That's what I've noticed. It, I think he was good on ball. He's a good on ball defender. He can navigate the screens. He can go 1v1. And he is big, so he is actually um, can how can contest the shot, and at the same time he is a good defensive playmaker. We don't have that on the team except for him, honestly, because he is hunting for steals. His hands is always on the passing lanes. I think he had two 
two touches where he dislodged the ball and the ball handler's hand. They didn't get it, but that's a defensive playmaking skill. So I, I, that's what Vando. Okay, I saw Elaine. Elaine here said, "Don't forget Vando. Vando is not a good screen defender. He's not good at screen defense, but he's he is good one v one. So those are my notes. I think they need to feed AD more. AD on the perimeter going downhill instead of just it being LeBron. That should be their key against Denver because today, tonight, I mean, Denver played like a playoff, like, like it's the playoffs. Their defense are on point. Their uh, main five is really good. This is a this is actually a good game to as a test for the team. That's my thoughts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Zangerstein, and the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. The Lakers unfortunately lose 119 to 107. The next game for the Lakers is on Thursday, so please join us. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. But Magic Man, let's get back to you, my friend. When it comes to the Lakers, obviously some things need to go ahead and change. AD needs to be more aggressive. What do we need to do to go ahead and allow more opportunities for AD that we didn't see here in the second half? Uh, Gerald, do you know what I didn't understand? We were When we did grab an offensive board, it was almost as if two steps forward, one step back in transition. It felt like we could have manufactured a little bit more offense if we had just gone a little bit faster. But for some reason, uh, I don't know how many possessions I counted. It was probably half a dozen where they just slowed it down and went to a a half-court set. I don't understand why. The half-court offense was terrible last year. And in the the few sequences we saw in game one, it's it's just as bad. So I really think they really need to turn up uh, the opportunities as far as transition goes to get him going. He was one of six uh, outside of 15 feet, Gerald. This is, a, this is again, a b- problem that's bleeding over. Uh, outside of 16 feet last year, he shot less than 37%. So he's he has to make those shots or, you know, the majority of them to keep the defense honest. Because at, at that point, it was easy for Denver because at, at times, Gerald, it's not just it's not just the fact that Jokic was in the weight room six days a week for three months and never touched a basketball during the summer. It's that AD takes himself out of the game, Gerald, and we've seen it how many times. It's it's mental. It's mental with him as far as o- offensive um, uh, contributions. Yeah, he said it himself. He doesn't care uh, necessarily if he's um, um, performing well offensively as long as he's doing his job defensively and the team's winning. However, there is a point in time when you do need to be assertive. And we talked about it, I don't know, iota, ad nauseum, whatever adjective you want to use, Gerald, but he's just not, he's not aggressive enough to demand the ball. you got to demand the ball. Charles Barkley demanded the ball in the post. Michael Jordan demanded the ball. Hakeem demanded the ball. AD doesn't demand the ball 
as much as other uh, Laker fans would like to admit. And if you want to be an MVP candidate, you got to demand the ball. Got to want to score. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Joe, and once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. If you've not already yet liked and subscribed, please go ahead and do so today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Joe, when it comes to what we're you were seeing tonight, one of the things that you were talking about that you've talked about all summer long is the offensive boards and the second chance points. And early on, it was 13 to nothing in favor of Denver. Right away, you could see that was the difference as far as the hustle, the bounces, whatever. When the with those few times Denver was missing, it seemed like the Lakers were not even not only getting not getting the rebound, but they were not getting any bounces to go their way. But again, 13 to nothing early on in the second chance points isn't a good sign, or at least a good way to start off the game. And you always end up playing from behind. An interesting stat at, at the end of the first half was Denver had 10 second chance points. The Lakers had zero and the Lakers were down 10 points. It's that simple guys. It's really that simple. Sometimes there were a lot of problems in this game, but sometimes you got to just take care of the little problems, but they're just, they, they seemed like a step off all, all night. LeBron, while I, I support the limited minutes, it's for those who've played sports. I never played professional sports, but sports is sports. There's a rhythm that you catch, and and and, it, and it's a rhythm that the great, great, great ones continue to catch through a multiple year situation. And then in the game, that rhythm is. It's, it, you know, uh, Phil Jackson used to call it, you know, being in the moment. Everything was about being in the moment. What made Michael Jordan great, Kobe and Magic and Bird and all these great players is they were able to focus in on the moment. They weren't worried about the consequences. They weren't worried about what happened before, right? Short memory. They missed three shots before, but they didn't think about it. They didn't think about missing the shot. They thought about in that moment, I need to make this shot. They're not thinking about the consequences. That's that's what separates the, the clutch guys, the guys that make it happen versus those who don't. So we can look at any – we can look at three or four different things here that caused the Lakers to lose. But if you want to get really, really down, as Nacho Libre said, down to the nitty-gritty, <laughs> who are you paying – who did you just give a massive extension to? Who is in his prime? Who is going to the Hall of Fame? Who is already a champion and is supposed to be better, as good as he is, better than what he is? AD, Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis drops 35 tonight, the Lakers win. And that's not something we're sitting here post-game saying – Wow, what a game by AD. No, we're saying that's the AD we know. That's the AD we want to see. It's not a surprise. So you need to show up. AD, you need to show up. You have show, If you would have showed up tonight, you uh, you probably would have won this game. 
help your boy out. Help LeBron out. LeBron played exactly how I want him to play in game one of an 82-game season because if you don't do that throughout the 82-game season, you're going to lose him during the season and you're going to lose him to fatigue at the end of the year. There's nothing we can do to go, about, to, to go around that, guys. And we need AD to help out. As far as the guard play, uh, the Lakers are not going to be able to play against elite backcourts, especially if they're athletic, like a Jamal Murray and a uh, Aaron Gordon. And I'm sorry to say, guys, between Sean and Z, guys, athleticism matters in the NBA. Okay? Why is it, why is it not working when it's our guy who's athletic and it's okay when it's their guys that are athletic and they're making it work? Explain Joe, to me why. Because Aaron Gordon is not a good shooter. He's not fundamentally sound. But his athleticism is lights out above anything uh, D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves. So you tell me. Explain it to me. Why that doesn't matter. Go ahead, Magic. You explain to me how. I want to know this. Explain this to me. How... You have one of the best defensive players on the planet. Is almost seven feet tall, almost eight foot in wingspan. Who's got great anticipation. Who's already shown he can do it. Why can't that guy at least bother a guy who can't jump and is in place? Okay, he's big. Fine. Why is he doing the damage outside the paint? I can understand if it's Shaq. Shaq is going to back your ass up, dunk on your ass. If it's going to be Hakeem, he's going to do the dream shake. You don't know where the hell he is, and he's going to make the shot. There's no reason Anthony Davis cannot contain Jokic. I don't care how many MVPs he gets. Anthony Davis has the skill and the athleticism to do it. The reason why he doesn't do it is there's something off in his brain. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is. At least to contain him. This guy looks like he's not even there. It doesn't make sense other than it's right here. That's okay. that's that's the button on that. Z, let me bring you in here real quick. Uh, okay. Oh, go ahead, Magic. Go ahead, Magic. Uh, oh. Okay, yeah, because he asked the question. I mean, yes. going to let somebody answer? Or... Yeah. Sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. So um, since 2014 – He's come off the bench. I'm talking about Nikola Jokic. He didn't start out as a starter. He came off the bench. He's gotten at better at one thing every year since he's come into the league, and that includes Gerald shooting shooting percentages, rebounds per game, assists, His not only his weight, but now his body because he understands his body now, and he was in that, he was in that gym six days a week building up this muscle it th th but this isn't something new he's been doing this all along just so happens that he's getting more pub now for it because it's no it's noticeable to the casuals drilled well a lot of us hoop heads like myself and z have been noticing this physical and mental transformation for Jokic for a while unlike ad joe joe needs an answer Jokic isn't Jokic is undeterred by any obstacles he doesn't care he'll find a way out of it and again we talked about it it's it's not it's not the doubles that he's beating it's where they're coming from and i know i know that's hard for people to understand some of them but 
He is a physic. He's a physical problem now, like just physically, and he can play this ground and pound game all he wants all day long, and it comes down to one word: leverage. Leverage. Jokic is smart enough and physical enough to understand when to use his leverage in the post. AD does not. Uh, you know, yep. it's, uh, go ahead, see. Go ahead, absolutely, see. Yeah, I agree with Sean. I agree with Sean on there. Because one thing that Jokic has that only a few has is playmaking. It's playmaking. It's him seeing the play. Unfortunately, AD has not. Even though he played point guard when before his growth spurt, he is not a good playmaker, even on the post. That's why when you double AD, he can't even pass it. He doesn't know where to pass the ball or to call a play for the pass. Because if you're smart, and Jokic is the one calling the plays here. It's not like, okay, they're just running running on screens and stuff off ball. No. Jokic is saying they're calling he's calling the play and then the play will happen so that he can pass that ball. That's that's easier said than done, but you need to have a great awareness of the court in order for you to do that. And Jokic being seven foot one, he can easily see it. And that's one thing why um, that is the gift that Jokic has. And Sean said it, he's a bench player, but because he's a playmaker, he became important. Then the, the body and the, the defense, the steps just came after. But his playmaking is there already, like Apran Shengun. I think most Europeans actually has more playmaking skills than the American athletes. When you're an athlete in basketball, when you're an athlete, you need to develop playmaking. That's all. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. One thing I want to ask you, though, Joe, and once again, welcome to what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break. Unfortunately, the Lakers do lose 119 to 107. The next game for us is on Thursday against the Phoenix Suns at the Crypt. Please join us on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Don't forget our merch store. Description is below. 
Hopefully you've gotten your Lakers fast break gear. Send us pictures. We'd love to see it. Post on social media at Lakers fast break, or go ahead and send it to us. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. We'd love the opportunity to go ahead and show the fans around the world that you're rewarding us here at the Lakers fast break. But Joe, one of the things that's been mentioned in the chat was uh, the defense that I had concerns with that I brought up originally after the FIBA World Cup with Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, uh, he was picked on in FIBA World Cup, and today was no exception. He was picked on several times, got caught in mismatches, especially one notable time against uh, Nikola Jokic. Your thoughts on the defense on Austin Reeves and also D'Angelo, who said this season he would have a bigger commitment to the defensive end, but we didn't get to see that actually in action for both these guys this evening. Commitment and execution are two different things. Unfortunately, some people can try their hardest to be, you know, Sasha Vujicic was the greatest practice three-point shooter probably in the history of the NBA. Problem is he couldn't do it when it mattered other than one year in 2008. He hit, the, uh, he hit I, his free throws. That's all that matters. I, 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 yes, uh, it was just two, but it was at the most opportune time. And Sasha, thank you. We still love you. No problem with Sasha. I'm just yes. giving the overall aspect of, of a career. We knew the issue was going to be, a, we knew this issue was going to come. We knew that Austin Reeves and, and DeAndre Russell are going to struggle against elite guard shooting players. And the two teams that are favorite to be up top the West have <laughs> both those in Phoenix and in Denver, and we're playing those two the first two games. The only way you can combat that is chemistry. So I want I want to put some positive spin on this because it could be a positive spin. This is the first game these guys have played together, most some of them. So I'm going to give them some time to get this thing kind of figured out. I don't believe the Lakers are going to go two and ten in the first twelve games. I, I, I would, I think we would all be in shock. The only way that would happen is if something happened to AD and LeBron uh, during that time. So, Darvin Ham needs to go back in into practice and say, guys, uh, you played the champs. They punched you in the mouth. You couldn't do anything about it. We'll we'll put that in our memory bank and we'll see what we'll do next time. But in the meantime. You need to start building some some chemistry here. Start building some confidence. I think the confidence part was was starting to weigh on a lot of these guys. D'Angelo Reeves, I don't know if his confidence level goes up and down, but how can you not when you're getting worked on defense so much? AD, I think his hesitation, and if I'm going to give him a little bit of an olive branch, I really think that call really screwed up his game a little bit. And Darvin Ham made a massive mistake not challenging that call because he would have saved three points and AD from getting his third foul. And those little things sometimes need to be addressed, guys. Come on, guys. Uh, you know, coaching and all that. You know, assistant coaches. Like, if I'm an assistant coach, I'm telling Darvin. And maybe they, they did. Again, none of us really know what's discussed in these practices or on the sidelines. We don't see everything. But I would like to think somebody said, Darvin, challenge that thing. We have two challenges. We're going to win this. He was over the line. He was out of the circle. Do it. We'll, we'll get the points. And you more importantly, you save AD from getting a third foul. Those little things have to be taken advantage of, guys. That's why they put the rules in there. So it was just a combination of just little, little, uh, just death stabs. Just 
little by little. And at some point, you're the, the Lakers were crawling towards the end. They get it to three, but the, at some point, all those little cuts and stabs started to really bleed and they internally bleeding. And then as soon as that started to set in, boom, you saw Denver start hitting threes left and right. And all of a sudden, the lead went back up to 12. It, you can't play like that, guys. It's 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 draining. It's if you you guys for all of us who've watched basketball, twenty point leads, fifteen point leads, especially when you especially when you're playing a really good team like Denver, you get tired when you get to that the precipice. A lot of times you get there, you're like, oh, we're one possession away, and then all of a sudden they hit a three, and you're like, Ugh. and that kept happening over and over again. So with that. And I, Darren, that's a good point, man. Somebody like Caruso tonight would have really helped uh, because Caruso had a knack of hitting. Caruso had a knack of hitting. I mean, imagine this, guys. You know, KCP becomes more and more valuable the more I watch him play against us. If anything, that Westbrook trade really jacked us by getting rid of him. That guy seemed to improve year by year, even down to – even with Denver, like he looks like he doesn't, he looks like Lee is legit. And that's the kind of guy we need in those moments. We don't really have that guy. I know that we all want Austin Reeves to be that guy, but Austin Reeves has some deficiencies in very, very important areas. And I don't know if he's going to improve in those areas. I just don't know. I have to see how it develops. I know it's his third year. He has a chance to do it, but I don't know yet. I have to see it. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us right here. Of course, also as well, I wanted to go ahead and mention that if you get a chance, please support us anytime you can by liking, following, sharing, subscribe, and do whatever you can to go ahead and help us out here at the Lakers fast break. But Magic Man, let's get you back in here. Uh, one of the things I did want to ask you when when looking over the statistics, uh, you know, the Lakers talked about how they were going to be able to shoot more threes and have this five-out offense and Everything was going to be great as far as shooting from the outside. And when all is said and done, uh, the Lakers ended up shooting right about where they shot last season. That Tonight, 34.5% did not really shoot that well or effectively from the outside. Uh, that was obviously one of the part of the reasons why they just didn't get it done. And then, of course, when it comes to the number of three-pointers, Last year, I think they shot around 31, did I quote on the show a couple weeks ago, about 31, 32. Today, they shot 29. So whatever things that they were saying about the three-pointer and all that stuff and the five-out and all that garbage was just gone, went out the window this first game. As Joe said it best, it got to the point where the lane was clogged at time for the Lakers, and they really couldn't get things done as far as driving to the lane. That transition, the fast break points were tied at 20, so we really didn't get an advantage there. We didn't do a lot of the things that were said that were going to be done and going to be changed during the course of the preseason and what, from what they said in media day, Magic Man. Absolutely, Jared. Followed the purple and yellow brick road tonight. The brick and clank crew, whatever you want to say, they were just bad. It was, other than Prince, uh, everybody was kind of off tonight. D'Lo had a nice shot. In the second half, LeBron had one too, but for the most part, it was just, it was skittish. Let's just put it that way, Joe. And uh, I, I'm I'm noticing that I think catch and shoot is going to be a serious issue outside of Prince because 
running a one thing we've learned about um, Ray Allen and Steph Curry, Gerald, is that it is extremely difficult. It's the hardest three point shot to make when you're on the run catching and shooting. Prince did that fairly well tonight. He was one of two on catch and shoots. Outside of that, we were we were I think we were 0 of seven. So it's it wasn't it wasn't great. So Vincent's shot was really off, and we're going to see that more times than we'd like to, Gerald, because we've talked about this. He's streaky. I know Joe mentioned during playback he thought that um, maybe the scouting report had, was kind of out on Vincent, and you can kind of rubber stamp how you can kind of derail his impact. Uh, Joe, if, uh, I'm not sure if you had anything more to add to that for the audience, but it was pretty fairly accurate for the first game. What, Vincent? I watched him play in the finals. I was a little worried that he could be, you know, we're talking about a guy who was not drafted, looking at Austin Reeves, who's not drafted. Christian Wood, Christian Wood, undrafted. Right. Uh, I, I commend them for coming out on top in their, and having an NBA career and being effective players, but <laughs> elite athletes, top picks like Jamal Murray, Porter, Gordon. You know, I, I, I'm. If you're going to be a realist, you got to be a realist all the way. And Gabe Vincent is is going to be a guy that's going to give you good games, and he's going to give you bad games. He's a role player. That's what role players do, and that's something we have to accept. We have to accept it, and we can hope that during a playoff run, you can have a Lonnie Walker moment. And that happens all the time. I mean, Brown for the Denver Nuggets last year, not this Brown, the other Brown who plays in, in, in Indiana. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know why the hell they call him Brown with spelling of Braun, but that's a well, story for another time. Come but on, let's let's not get into this. Favre, Favre. Listen, I'm going to get into it because I know it bothers you. So if you got a problem <laughs> with it, you know where I live. But anyways. The, I don't actually. Uh, <laughs> you got to know soon enough. The issue, in a nutshell, is, is there's things that we knew they were going to have problems with that they had problems with. Now, to get around those problems, you, no team is perfect. Like Denver right now, if you look at their team, they are a top, they are a five starting team. After that, they got nothing. So if they have a guy like Jokic or Jamal Murray that's in any kind of foul trouble, they're screwed. Or if they play somebody who's really jacking them up pretty good, they're they're going to struggle. They don't have any depth. So that's that's their issue. But if this team stays healthy like they did last year, it won't be as, 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 as much of a problem. I also think there's going to be a sophomore, you know, let down because that's what the NBA is. It's very difficult to repeat. And I think that's still going to be something that they're going to have to deal with. But the Lakers have to rely on those who are supposed to do what they're supposed to do, which is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is supposed to be an MVP candidate. And he was, to me, he was a C minus player tonight. We're not, and, and look how close we were. Mm-hmm. We were three points away towards the end of the game with a C minus AD and a, and a LeBron James. 
who played only 29 minutes. So if you look back on that, you got to go, you, you got to, Rob Palenka has to look at this and go, God, what can I do to bridge that gap? Well, we're going to probably find out in a couple months. Does he start looking? Because I admit it, it, it came into my head a little bit. Not and not not in a Laker Tom way either. Laker Tom wants to have a trade every second of every day, right? I I, I you guys heard me before. I, I'm not thinking about trades. However, if AD wants to play two on two off the whole year, we're gonna need someone to bridge that gap, and it has to be someone that's a legit three. That's not gonna weed out your 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 depth in important positions. So that's 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 the end game in this whole thing. Is there that player? Will there be someone out there that will it be somebody out there that finally that they're like, man, if we can get him? But it's very hard in the NBA these days to do that. It's just difficult. It's always a star, and they get paid a billion dollars a year. So I just don't see too many third type guys that are getting traded, especially for what. D'Angelo Russell and Gabe Vincent, if they're stinking it up, who's going to want them? So I don't know. Right now, it's game one. I got to stay kind of – we got to stay kind of straight on the fact that, look, we're – we have to we have to let this play out a little bit as much as we are hurting. You got to let the – you got to let the crock pot boil. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't – if you want to really – let me finish, Gerald. You're almost stepping on me there again. You almost stepped on it. <laughs> if you want really good stew, you got to let it simmer, Gerald, and marinate and juice up. One game. Everybody wants to fly off the handle here. I'm I'm, I'm seeing rebuilds. And, and let's tear it all down. One game. Defending champs. What did Jill say? One and one. One and one. Uh, Z, anything to throw in here as far as uh, you know your thoughts on what yeah. the Lakers could do to right the ship on on Thursday? Yeah, I I think it was actually um, I think the problem with the Lakers not getting any open wide open shots. I mean wide open shots. If you saw the game, the shots are not that wide. They were all contested, most of them, because it always begins with how you penetrate that paint you need a penetrator on that paint and then pass outside so that you can create an open shot unfortunately that's why lebron and cam are the only one on the plus minus side because when they played together both can attack the paint and lebron is obviously a good playmaker on that point but I think, for example, against the Suns, I'm not sure if Devin Booker is a what, an athletic type of guard. He's big and he's a great shooter. But the Suns, based on what I saw during the preseason, they're going to beat you on shot making. Not unlike Denver. Denver is actually more about the physicality of where they get their shots and how wide open their three-point shots are. 
compared to the sons wherein for example it's like for example um Devin Booker is like how Austin and Dilo played only that he's better than them he's not getting to the basket he's not forcing his way in he's gonna take a mid-range jump shot that's different from how this Denver Nuggets played um so for me I think it's actually uh it depends on whether Bill is playing or not because he is not playing right now right so. yeah so so he's gonna he's gonna I'm gonna be shocked if the NBA is gonna allow this that he's gonna play against the Lakers when he missed the first game of the season that's one thing that I'm gonna take note of because if he really does have a back issue then he needs to sit on like a week in order to prove it that he has a back issue and not missing one game then you're gonna appear the next that's weird anyway back on the game that's how you get the three-point shots I think I think the Lakers just need one player and this is not a star they need a defensive perimeter person Austin is okay on the on against for example KCP is okay against there but he's not okay against Jamal you need someone that is a defensive not a 3 and D because those are lucrative they need a player like Caruso that's what I'm seeing here because I think their front court can handle Jokic the the game is actually closed except for the obviously the Denver is hitting all their shots including KCP just hitting all his shots against the Lakers since the Western Conference Finals it's weird to see but he's hitting all his shots against the Lakers so they need someone that can defend and at least hit some trees i'm not saying he's gonna be an elite three-point shot maker but at least he can hit a tree so if they're not gonna get like a caruso maybe try cam on that lineup in the there are 81 games in the season left you can try it out if he, he if he can fit right there because that's the type of defender that you need right there obviously dlo is like is like ad is on and off or he's gonna be active or not in and out or present or not something like that but that's what that's what i think they need because they can't get a star once again it's the lakers fast break the lakers do unfortunately lose 119 to 107 and of course just to finish everything off just want to make sure everybody oh, wait, goes wait, ahead wait 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 Darren, Darren has a comment. The guard position that lacks defense, Cam is, if you watch the game, Cam is the one driving Murray crazy tonight. He can't get past Cam. Cam can guard guards, even though he's like six foot seven or something. So you just need someone right there and on the team. That's all. I just saw the comment, sorry. No worries. Uh, Sunday, I want to say, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I don't think Darvin Ham, after one game, 
after getting us to the Western Conference Finals, is on the hot seat. Uh, I know, Joe, if you remember, Joe, if you remember last season, I want to get back to last season, just flashback real quick. Remember, you saw continuously fire ham, fire ham, fire ham comments. And already after one game, people already say he's on the hot seat or get rid of ham and whatnot. He's not going anywhere. He signed, what, a four-year contract, I think? Yeah, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So please, that's, you know, does he need to improve some coaching things? Yeah, absolutely. His skills need to do improve just like the rest of the team. But that comes over the course of time and hopefully a better season for the Lakers. But go ahead, Joe. You wanted to go ahead and interject with something, my friend. What Harm, what Ham is going to have to figure out is is D'Angelo and, and, uh, and Austin uh, Reeves, are they going to be able to get I know that AD needs to demand the ball, so that's first and foremost, but the guards need to be able to get him the ball. Now, here's an issue that we don't we haven't talked about. Are we are we coming to the realization that AD is not ever going to be a number 1 strictly because he can't get out of a double team. So what makes Jokic good? You double team him, he's a phenomenal passer, probably the best passing big man in the NBA, right? Heck, even Embiid is good. It has skill there. If AD is not going to improve in that arena, he will never be a number one. That means he's a striker. That means he's going to have to get the ball on the move to get to the basket to score. And then if he's hitting his shots, then, of course, that's good too. But there's not enough consistency there. Joe, let me ask you a question. How many lob attempts did we see for AD? Zero. No, one. One. I know one. one. Oh, I'm sorry. The first basket of the game. Yes. Yeah, that no, was but, it. No, but Prince, yeah. no, Prince, Prince tried. tried. Prince tried, but it, it didn't. Yeah, it, it take. Didn't it, it yeah. But that's and that's the that's issue, what guys. Joe's, that's what Joe's talking about. Sorry, exactly. Joe. Go ahead. That's Go ahead, that's Joe. the Sorry. issue, guys. Is the fact that the the spacing is not good. D'Angelo Russell is dribbling between pylons. It looks like. This is something where Darvin Ham needs to go. What the hell are you doing? And. That's the coach's job to fix. Do not dribble in traffic if you don't have a clear motive to get something going there to distract your defender or defenders to pitch it off to the open man. Because that's really what that's for. The good ball handlers are going to be like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, a good corner would, especially Deion Sanders, what he would do is he would give you the illusion that he's been burnt. And then when you commit as a quarterback, oh, look, Dion is three yards away. Then all of a sudden, boom, he got you. Turns on the afterburners, interception. Now you're like, what the hell just happened? So if your guards, again, I'm not putting Austin Reeves at that position. You, you are. You're That's the team, right? Gabe Vincent, you guys brought him in thinking he had some value there. If you guys can't get the ball to the, to the money players, you're going to have a tough time running an offense here. So start working on that. Start working on spacing a little bit more and making sure that you can get the ball where AD is most effective. That's Darvin Ham's job. Do that. Focus on that. Because it looks like right now LeBron isn't going to do it for you, at least not in the regular season very much. You want to save him for the playoffs. Totally get it. Then you need to start teaching your guards how to get the ball to the guys that need it. That's an adjustment that has to happen. And if the adjustment doesn't happen, mind you, this team can still win, right? Let's say they're 24 and 15. 
not the kind of record we're used to as Laker fans, but it's decent. But even if they're 24 and 15, let's say, we're going to know if they're going to win a championship probably then. We're going to know if, like, are they really going to win it with this kind of play? And that's really what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on after a good amount of games and going, man, I don't know, man. It doesn't look like this team's going to get it. It was a little different last year because we knew they weren't going to get it until they, well, we didn't know they were going to get it at all until they actually started getting it on. I didn't expect them to beat Memphis. I, I didn't. I thought they were going to lose that series. Golden State, I thought they had a chance because Golden State was going down. If you neutralized Steph to some degree, I felt like everyone else uh, wasn't going to be too scary. Poole was a was a, was a a surprise. I, I didn't know he was going to stink that bad. I thought maybe he would be a problem, but we saw what happened there. But we're going to know probably quick, and, and, and it's important that we know this quick probably around December because if, if any if, – if, uh, Rob Palenka thinks, man, we need to get a Caruso type or we're toast. You know, we might start seeing t- Laker Tom on the show a little bit more during the summer well, and January. Given the fact that Nurkic and Eubanks are pretty good touch passers in the post, we can't play defense like we played tonight or the Suns will murder us. There's an old saying, Gerald, keep going until they could stop it, right? Well, let me ask you. Well, I have a point to make. Please let me finish it. All right. At the end of the game, Mike Malone ran four straight plays, like four almost exact plays. Princeton offense, high splits with ball screens. And Ham didn't adjust at all, Gerald. He didn't adjust to that. This this is an issue as well. It's, it's, It's teams continually to beat the Lakers doing the same things over and over again that Ham's not adjusting to. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, last question I will leave for Z. It was actually mentioned by Alan in the chat. The best Lakers chat room that's out there is the Lakers fast break. Uh, he asked, do we think D'Lo and Reeves are backcourt that can play together against top teams? In fact, I'll leave that to all the guys here, to Sean and Joe as well. So do you think the backcourt we have currently can match up against some of the top teams in the Western Conference? It depends on the how that team plays. It depends. For example, if it's against the Warriors, they can. They show that they can because they're not downhill attackers. Um, if it's against the Suns, possibly. It depends if, I mean, if Booker and Bill are hot, you can't stop them, right? But I think that they can because, again, those two are not downhill penetrators. They're not attackers and they're not playmakers on the paint. Um, but against Denver, that's what I'm saying, that they need like a Caruso to pair with Austin on that lineup. Same lineup. Prince is okay on that spot. He was able to bother at least Michael Porter Jr. You know what, Z? I, I, I but, yeah, but that's I good... think it, because if you saw, if you look at this, why is it that Prince is the one guarding Jamal? Right? He can't look at look at how Prince is losing Jamal on the screens. That's a problem between the uh, against Denver. He he lost him, but if you put 
friends on MPJ, he can he can hedge and then go back to MPJ because that is specifically Prince game. That's his defensive game. It's like hedging and then rotating back to your man. That's his game. And if you saw it, the Lakers, the reason why they lost this game is again, they didn't hedge. They are doubling. You're not supposed to double. You need to play the in-between games, the in um, this uh, Jokic um, in between the first pass and then in between the second pass. That's how you defend Denver. Unfortunately, Ham is using drop coverage. They're not using hedging. And that's bad because that's the defense against Denver. That's the defense against Denver. Second, I think drop is going to be effective against um, the Suns because I um, was there. I forgot the name of the Nurkic. Nurkic is not a good shooter, so you can drop against him, but not against Denver. So it, again, it depends on the team. The second one um, against the top teams, Boston, for example. I think they can because the guards are not the ones attacking except for, or maybe they're not. Because I think true Holiday is an attack guard. Sometimes it depends. So it depends on the guards of the team that you're going to play. I think they can actually do better against the Bucks because KD can defend both Giannis and it's like it's like how the team plays. I'm just so sorry I lost it because I was picturing the play on my head. But I think it's just that those two are not compatible because you need someone who is a defender on that uh, backcourt. Those two. You you need a defender there, guys. That's what I'm seeing. So, Joe, do you think they're a formidable enough backcourt to go ahead and face off against uh, the best teams in the Western Conference? You saw the issues tonight and the lack of confidence that Ham his you know has in them on the defensive side because neither one was uh, assigned to Murray to start off the game. So, obviously, that's a telling sign right there that the the team and Ham don't have all the confidence in the world in the backcourt as of now. Not from a defensive side. You're going to have to eat some some shots, a lot of shots, actually. But your stars are supposed to bridge that gap. You have two superstars on your team that need to bridge that gap. AD could have bridged that gap tonight, and the Lakers could have won had he had a 35-point game. So you can bridge it. You can fill in the gap. with that's That's what superstars do. And then, of course, it does help to hit some open shots. I think the Lakers didn't do that, do enough of that. Whereas Denver was hitting open shots all freaking game. And it wasn't just Jamal Murray and Jokic. It was everyone in the starting lineup hitting their shots. It's a shot-making league. You have to make your shots. That's it. And when Denver we had some, made their shots tonight. Yeah, we had, issues, we had issues with some of the calls in the NBA refs, but not enough to where it should have mattered in the grand scheme of things, those things happen. Except for that 
stupid call on, on, on AD, but that was, I still blame Darvin Ham for not calling a review on that because he would have won it. I, I still don't understand. And I, I, I have to, I got to watch Spectrum tonight to see if somebody asked him why he didn't challenge it. I really want to know. Oh, maybe it's on Twitter already. I don't know, but that one was very puzzling to me. Actually, that's probably been on my mind more than anything. I think that's one of his big problems as far as a coach is, Joe. He's has difficulty mentalizing. He can't mentalize. Whether it's guys with five fouls and you're not attacking them because you can get them out of the game. Remember because that, Joe? I, 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 yeah, Remember I don't that? think. I don't, I don't think he, there's a lot going on in here. It needs to be like this, like checklist, point by point. I, I just think it's like there's a it's jumbled. You know what I'm saying? So I understand what you're saying, Joe, and I'm with you. Like you would think that in the moment, having the awareness, being able to mentalize what's going on, that you would challenge that. But I think it's an it's an ongoing issue. I'm sorry, but I don't care if we've never coached in the NBA. I am, I would bet my life that I can make that call in any pressure situation. It's a basic one. It shouldn't be difficult. Or maybe just trust your players. Just trust your players. And again, if if you're, and and again, I'm sorry, I'll I'll finish this and then you can, you can continue that, that, that that's why you have assistance. You know, that's why you have help. Somebody should have said to him, Darvin, challenge that. You're going to win it. And then you'll save AD from getting his third foul. Then you got to take him out. It's it's not if, – if, if an NBA coach that's coaching a title contender can't make the basic calls, how the hell are they going to win it? How, how can you call that a guy that, that's going to be a leader in, in your team? What coach in the last however many years – has won an NBA championship not knowing the basics. What are the basics? It's all subjective. I don't know, but I'm not going to get on the Darvin Ham thing yet, guys. Um, I can't. I'm, 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 I'm too. It's too tiring and too cliche at this point. I'm not getting there. The problem tonight is your superstar didn't show up, and your guys that are supposed to shoot, the guys that are NBA stars, some of them are all stars. You know, I'm not talking about. Cam Reddish. I'm talking about guys that are representing our country in international play, and I'm talking about people that went to all-star games. These guys did not hit open shots. If they struggle on defense because that's their game, I get that a little bit. You know, we can't expect them to play like Gary Payton. I get it. But you are expected to make open shots because that's what you get paid to do. You make open shots, and AD comes and plays a good game, not a great game, you win this game. Why aren't you playing the way you're supposed to play is the question. It's the first game of the year. You're not tired yet. If it's not on a back-to-back on a road game or, you know, the dead the, the, the dog days of Janet. No, you should have come out of here and busted these guys in the mouth by making shots. And, A.D., you just got a $400 million extension, and all of a sudden you decide to use the first game as the game that you don't do much in? Come on, man. This is... This is stupid. Sean, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? Yeah, Gerald, LeBron's going to be 39 uh, in a few weeks. Uh, I'm going to be 38 in a few weeks. 
we just can't live or die with LeBron uh, off the bench, Gerald. There, there needs to be a definite, extreme requirement that you play well while he's on the bench. We saw it tonight. They played well with him, and when he was off the bench, <laughs> so we need to be a lot better. We, uh, I, and it's not as if I'm asking, you know, can we be, uh, you know, not a minus seven or eight with him off the bench? Can we get it down to like a minus three or four? That would go a long way in the differential. That it would. That it would. Z, any last thoughts before yeah, we head yeah. on out? Yeah, but I, I had to second second on that, Sean, because when I was thinking about the game, we thought that the LeBron lineups during the preseason are the ones that are not going to work because it was weird during the preseason. But it's the one that did work. And it's the AD lineups without LeBron that gave up all those points. They, they were near. They were a plus seven with LeBron on the court. And that lineup of LeBron, Wood, Cam, Rui, and um, Gabe, they're the one that pushed the, the, the score to like three points, I think. But I think, I think that on the 80 lineup, they need to play him a bit of the four because he was playing as the lone five again. He is a five on the main lineup, but I think you need to at least put Jackson in there, put some athleticism in there. Because maybe Gabe and Jackson, I don't know, maybe um, Max or something. Because I think LeBron does need an athletic lineup to function. And that's what happened tonight. And AD has this like soft lineup. Sorry to say that, but, but it just looks like that. Sorry. I'll tell you what, though. Great thoughts from Zangerstein all the way in the Philippines. We truly appreciate it. Big shout out to Pinto in Venezuela, who shared his thoughts as well. In the best Lakers chat room that's out there, Lakers Fast Break. Kern was in our chat from Trinidad and Tobago. Always appreciate everyone from around the world that joins us, whether you're on Facebook. Big shout out to Facebook and all the people that were watching and are still watching on Facebook. If you get a chance, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Like our Facebook page or subscribe today on YouTube to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Tomorrow, I believe around 5 p.m. Pacific time, we've got a scheduled guest that is Eli Ihesh, he wrote the book, What Kobe Left Behind. What Kobe Left Behind, uh, the playbook from an extraordinary life. Uh, it's available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get your books. He will be joining us as we also go into depths on more on what happened with the Lakers here tonight and go preview the game on Phoenix, a game against Phoenix as well on Thursday. And don't forget Thursday, don't forget to join us, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. If you want to hear Joe and Sean give every scream, give every yell, give every curse word imaginable, go ahead and join us live and raw, uncut at there at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And go ahead and join us once again 
please subscribe so you can join us for the post game Lakers post game right here wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, unfortunately, the Lakers lose 119 to 107. We will be back tomorrow again, like I said, with the author Eli Ishej of What Kobe Left Behind. Looking forward to going ahead and talking about the book with him, but also as well about the Lakers. Always looking forward to a great time right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>